Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, I, I, I can't repeat this enough during the show that personnel are policy. The people you hire in government are policy. No, we've got laws. We've got a constitution that protects us. It doesn't protect you against anything. It is. I'm, I'm really sorry to have to inform a lot of the swampy Republicans, not you, the conservatives out there, you already get it, but the swampy Republicans and shameful, shameful far left radical leftists who keep, oh, we got a constitution that protects against this stuff, doesn't protect against anything. Let me just say that again. The constitution doesn't protect against anything. Fidelity to the constitution and allegiance to the principles embedded in it, that's what protects you against getting your civil rights violated. What does the Constitution mean if you hire a bunch of people who use it as toilet paper? I I can't emphasize this enough. The Constitution to the left is a suggestion. Fire everyone who took an oath to the Constitution and then turned around and did this, if you know what I mean. Welcome to Dan Bongino Show. Back in the home studio. I'm about a, a 98 on a 100 pissed off scale today because the, 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 this Tim Tebalt story in the FBI, if you haven't heard it, I'm going to go into it today. It's, not, it, it's just an atrocity what's happening. You've got a bunch of people giving guns and badges, the ability to serve a search warrant, arrest you, potentially take your life, who are just full-time political activists. <laughs> Fire everyone, everyone involved in this. And accept no substitutes for that. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Yeah, all right, Joe. Let's go. Welcome back, Dano. We missed you. Yes, it's good to have you back. <laughs> yes. I, uh, you know, you, if you listen to yesterday's show, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty good show, but uh, yeah. Joe heard it. But it's a little different vibe without having Joe and Gee in the studio. The it box is. studio is really big. This is kind of a smaller, more, uh, you know, cozy setting where me and the guys can kind of banter back and forth. So it's good to be back. And it is good because I'm unusually uh, ticked off today. Because I can't believe how bad this is getting and that there are still people out there who are defending uh, the FBI in their atrocious handling of their responsibilities and their constant interference in our political process. It's over. It is time to disband this organization, take the funds, move these people around, take the counterterrorism role, move it around. Increase funding if we need to. I have no issue with that. I'm all for defending law enforcement and counterterror. But this organization is broken. It is not, it doesn't appear to be fixable anymore. I say it doesn't appear because I don't want to hedge, but there's always potential for a miracle. Fire every single person involved in political targeting of Donald Trump and anyone they don't like. Everyone. Personnel or policy, it's a fact. Fire everyone. It's the only way. The evidence of a corrupted FBI is everywhere. This breaks yesterday. It's just another. Jen, well, I don't want to say it, it, it broke because we, we've known about this uh, supervisory agent out of Washington, Timothy Tebold, for a long time. But my gosh, Joe, how many examples you need? Comey, McCabe, Stroke, Lisa Page, uh, Priestep, uh, Kevin Kleinsmith, Timothy Tebold, Brian Auden. Azra Turk, the list goes on and on and on of FBI people knowingly involved in political targeting and candidly doing nothing to stop it. In many cases, advancing it. This is outrageous. It's cancer. This is not like it. My gosh, you're not kidding. This is not like a couple bad apples. It's not. By the way, I'm going on Fox and Friends tomorrow at 830 about just this topic. 
You know what I mean? It's not one bad apple. It's an orchard. Just the news. I'm going to lay this case out for you in no uncertain terms here. How this, this guy, this is unbelievable. FBI special agent who opened Trump investigation reportedly escorted out of the bureau. You may be saying, oh, wow, this is, look at that. You can read this in my newsletter today, bungino.com slash newsletter if you'd like. Wow, finally, they're cracking down. No, 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 I'll explain what's going on. It's nothing to do with cracking down. They note that this article in the Washington Times, written by Kerry Pickett, appears to be updated, now states that T-Bolt, who was involved in pushing this Trump investigation, quote, abruptly resigned, but that he was forced to leave his post and cites two unnamed FBI officials. Just the news was unable to confirm the Times' report. Whistleblowers allege, big-time FBI supervisor folks, T-Bolt, Concede, concealed the partisan nature of evidence against, against Trump, they're talking about, from FBI Director Ray and Attorney General Garland to secure their approval to open an investigation into former President Trump in 2020 unrelated to the raid, according to information made public by Senator Grassley. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, you know, I want to drop a BS bomb here, but I don't want to cause you guys any unnecessary editing. What else, damn it, do you need to hear? They fabricate a Russian collusion scandal. The director on down knows about it. They then lie about it to cover it up. They lie about CIA information. They then sick Bob Mueller and take FBI investigation to go and continue an investigation into a knowingly false allegation. They spy on a presidential candidate, the president of the United States. There's an IG investigation You would think, am I crazy, fellas? You would think you'd be like, hey, guys, we got busted. Maybe let's zip it up and stop showing our asses to the American people. No, no. They doubled down. This guy, T-Bolt, was apparently so unfazed by any of this that according to this report, with these smoking gun emails, uh, excuse me, not that's a different report from the New York Post. It's about Hunter Biden. It makes it even worse. But according to this latest report by Grassley, this guy T-Bolt was involved in doubling down on Trump. This is astonishing. Disband the FBI immediately. What are you waiting for? What more evidence do you need? We've got a multitude of federal agencies more than eager and willing to take good agents from the Bureau over and to subsume the mission of the Bureau and actually do the job. These guys are the only job they're doing is targeting their political opponents. It's not a bad apple. Here, this is what I was talking about. Another article, New York Post. Top FBI agent, talking about T-Bolt, resigns amid claims he shielded Hunter Biden from the probe. (laughs) Wait, what? So you're telling me here, (laughs) according to these allegations, the guy who's pushing another Trump probe after the last Trump probe on top of the probe before that, on top of the Mueller probe, that this is the same guy who is alleged to have shielded Hunter Biden from another FBI probe? In a letter to FBI Director Ray, Grassley said T-Bolt and FBI Supervisory Intelligence Analyst Brian Auten were allegedly involved in a scheme to undermine derogatory information connected to Hunter Biden by falsely suggesting it was disinformation. Smoking gun emails reveal how Hunter Biden introduced Ukrainian businessmen to VP Dad. Tebold also allegedly tried to kill off a valid avenue of investigation of possible Hunter Biden criminality up until at least one month before the November 2020 election, according to Grassley. Ladies and gentlemen, the agency is not fixable. They don't care. There is no amount of public pressure that is going to get into these people's heads. Let me tell you, I'm going to show you what this is all about in a second in this video. I'm going to, I got to take a note. I, I don't want to forget this on the radio show. More cops, less lawyers. There you go. Circle. What does that mean? I work with the FBI. The guys I work with were pretty good. I'll be candid with you. There's probably a lot of decent people still over there. We've got whistleblowers coming out. Good for you. The agency's broken. Needs to be disbanded, period. Full stop. The gavel's down. Thank you very much. Having said that, You want to know the problem with the FBI? In a nutshell, I'll tell you right now. And you ask any cop who's worked with them. I was a cop and then an agent. I was a cop first. The FBI 
is not a huge fan of hiring former cops. They're not. Go apply yourself. You're a cop. You'll see what I mean. They're not. The FBI prefers lawyers. They prefer engineers and they prefer accountants. That's great. You need those people. They're really good folks. Some of them can be really smart. Problem is because the FBI likes those kind of people who are accountants and lawyers and other stuff is they've never dealt with a street fight. They've never dealt with a domestic situation. Matter of fact, many of them never dealt with people at all. So they get in the FBI, they get this badge and the gun. They've never been out in the street and had to experience the power up close in someone's face of what the badge and the gun can do. They've never had to experience the goods and the down, the goods and the bads, the downs and the ups of it. And then they come in and they get drunk with power and then they get promoted and they become T-Bolt and McCabe and Comey and Bill Priestep and all of the other anti-Trump cabal, Peter Stroke and the other zeros. More cops, less lawyers. And maybe you'll get an FBI that actually cares, oddly enough, about law enforcement. Here's what's going on here. Before you think, oh my gosh, this guy T-Bolt was, according to this report, was escorted out. Wow, this is a great start. The FBI is finally cleaning up. <laughs> That's hilarious. Here's what this is really about. Remember this from, what was it, just about a month ago? More uh, Senator John Kennedy, a Republican, gets Christopher Ray, FBI director, up on the Hill. And I want you to notice something really interesting here. He calls out Ray about T-Bolt right there. That's the only reason you're seeing any of this happen. This has nothing to do with them trying to clean up the FBI. They're just trying to avoid more public scrutiny, anticipating the Republicans are going to take back the House. Here, watch for yourself. Isn't it true that uh, Mr. Tebow, Agent Tebow, excuse me, and FBI Supervisory Intelligence Analyst Brian Otan covered up derogatory information about Mr. Hunter Biden while working for the FBI? Well, again, I want to be very careful not to interfere with ongoing personnel matters. Uh, I, I should say that when I read the letter that describes the kinds of things that you're talking about, um, I found it deeply troubling. Uh, and it is troubling. And it is totally... And, and it's not but, about but, their political but, but beliefs. I, right, right. It's not about their political beliefs. It's about that this is a senior uh, employee at the FBI with years of experience going on social media and tweeting this kind of stuff. He's talking about T-Ball. But don't worry, fellas. Christopher Ray is deeply troubled by it. Deeply troubled by it. So deeply troubled by it that they only allegedly remove T-Ball from the office. I say allegedly because I don't trust any unnamed sources anymore, ever. I'm not trying to play the cutesy game. Although everybody's entitled to innocence until proven guilty. I'm not doing that. I'm saying allegedly because I don't trust anyone. I'm not even sure this happened. I'm, why not? Don't laugh. I'm not even sure this happened. The FBI could have leaked the story to make it believe, make you believe they're really cracking down now, fellas. That's how little I trust these people. I'm not joking. That's how little I trust these people. That's the only reason Kennedy got wind along with Grassley and Ron Johnson from a whistleblower that from a whistleblower. That's the only reason Ray is saying any of this. That T-Bolt and others may have been involved in this scheme to crush the Hunter Biden story and politically engage Donald Trump, go after him for political reasons, not real law enforcement reasons. That's the only reason any of this is happening. An unbelievable scheme. Now, from the I swear you cannot make this up file, here is T-Bolt, the same guy, in a video he did for the FBI about how the FBI is intimately involved in looking into like election fraud type of stuff. You mean election fraud? Like falsely accusing people of being involved in Russian disinformation who expose the former Vice President Biden's son for a shady deal with China? You mean like that? No, no, not that election fraud. This is the same guy. The same guy. Take a look at this. The FBI is charged with protecting the rights of all Americans, including their right to vote. While the responsibility to ensure a fair election process lies primarily at the state and local level, the FBI takes allegations of election-related violations of federal law seriously. 
Yeah, folks, again, uh-huh. we have this file draw. Like, you can't possibly make this up. So if these allegations are true, that he pushed the Trump investigation, Tebow, while squashing a Hunter Biden one, you won't you find it a little strange he's the same guy talking about how the FBI is like intimately involved in election security, despite the fact that they've inserted themselves into multiple elections now? You don't find this a little bit wackadoodles, nuts? Again, here's another video. These are the people. Now you see why I'm being so hard on these folks. I'm not going to be lectured by it. I'm telling you, I've got a lot of, I said it yesterday. I'll say it again. I've got a lot of friends and Fox and in the radio and elsewhere who feel differently. They think, oh, you're being too hard on the FBI. I am not. The agency is broken. They have failed repeatedly, repeatedly. And there's a cost to this. It's not a failure like they missed a bank robbery. No one got hurt and $100,000 is missing. That's bad enough. It's that they failed. They missed multiple domestic terror attacks. They targeted parents as domestic terrorists at school boards. They've been politically targeting Donald Trump and MAGA people now for almost six years. Enough is enough already, man. Clean your freaking act up or get rid of them. You're not defunding anything. Take the funds and move them to other entities that are actually doing their jobs. These are the goons right now. Some of them running portions of the FBI. You got uh, this guy and then you got, remember this? This is Peter Stroke, by the way, not long ago. Peter Stroke, one of the lead investigators into the spying operation on Donald Trump. You would think this guy, after being humiliated, humiliated, him and his girlfriend openly on text discussing a plot to target Donald Trump, you would think this guy would be humiliated. This interview he did, this is to show you how bad the FBI is. This guy was a major league boss in the FBI. This is him after it. Not an ounce of contrition at all. He doubles down on the, oh no, Trump, it's that they got, it's, it's his tax returns. It's definitely, these people are crazy. Listen to this. I think that's a, a miscarriage of justice. What do you attribute it to then? Political pressure, improper political pressure from the White House and the Department of Justice. Now, Strzok is still worried about unfinished business. Do you believe the Russians still have hidden leverage over the president? I think that's a fair assumption. Why? Uh, I think when you look at President Trump and the efforts he has taken to uh, fighting tooth and nail to prevent, for instance, the release of his tax records, there is something there that he doesn't want out. Folks, this man is a disgusting piece of human waste. I don't even know how to describe this guy. He, him and his, this small cabal of losers nearly toppled this country with a false charge of basically treason by Donald Trump. They caused untold damage to the FBI's reputation. And this loser, disgrace to his family, his wife, his friends, his neighborhood, the FBI, the country, a disgrace is out there on television promoting deranged lunatic conspiracy theories again. And these people, what was that, NBC? They, they give him a platform? This guy is a sociopath. What a nut. This is who's running the FBI. The single most powerful law enforcement agency anywhere in the world. These are the people running him. Tebow, McCabe, Auden, Comey, Christopher Ray, Lisa Page. Bill Priestep, the list goes, James Baker, goes on and on and on. Klein Smith. These are not bad apples. This is a diseased orchard. But don't worry, folks. They raided Donald Trump's house, and they took a look at the material to determine if it was privileged or not. Don't worry about it. I got that coming up in a second. And I want to show you who else, showing you how this cabal of anti-Trump Anti-American lunatics keeps working their way into the government merry-go-round. They're never going to believe who Biden hired now for his intelligence advisory board. Oh, this is good. Stay tuned. 
With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Okay, getting back to the show. So they decided again after uh, investigating Trump, attacking Donald Trump, spying on Donald Trump, maliciously maligning Donald Trump, uh, working with Bob Mueller to attack Donald Trump again, raiding his home. They decide, don't worry, we're going to take a bunch of stuff in this general warrant, which is, I I believe, unquestionably unconstitutional, and we'll decide what documents are privileged or not. That's not how the system's supposed to work, folks. Another article in Just the News by John Solomon. Before the FBI sees privileged Trump memos, DOJ filter teams already tainted by legal controversy. So so you know how this works, because again, I've worked cases like this. If you go in and you get documents that may be a document between a client and his lawyer, you're not supposed to look at that. It's supposed to be privileged material. So sometimes they'll set up what they call taint teams, which are supposed to be like an independent team to look at it and say, you guys can see this and not see that. Here's the dirty little secret. They are not independent teams. They are the same Department of Justice, and some of these people are the same FBI agents and AUSAs, Assistant United States Attorneys, in the same office. Gotcha. You really believe they're going to err on the set? Now, the same guys who spied on Donald Trump, lied about spying on Donald Trump, lied about CIA contacts, lied about the Bob Mueller probe, lied about all this. You believe they're going to raid the Mar-a-Lago resident? The residents find a bunch of materials they shouldn't be looking at, and then they're just going to do the right thing and stop looking at them. Please, again, to the liberals who believe that, it's Tuesday. I'm still not ready for stupid. We can try again on Thursday. Solomon notes in his piece that the Department of Justice is opposing Trump's request for the special master. In other words, a real independent judge to look at this stuff, a special master arguing its own filter team. Oh, don't worry has already reviewed the entire evidence and has identified the privileged documents prosecutors should not be allowed to use in their investigation. It is the same cabal of people, ladies and gentlemen, everybody involved in breaking their oath to the Constitution, from the FBI to the CIA to any three-letter, four-letter agency in the swamp. You have got to be fired immediately. Do you believe this? They are seriously making the case. That after all they've done to Donald Trump, that you should just magically trust them to segregate privileged documents from not because they have such a reputation for honesty. Is this a joke? Is this a bad joke? Here, you want another bad joke about the government merry-go-round? The Peter Strokes and all these others who go jump back and forth between government, MSNBC, lobbying positions, TV, all this stuff, and they make their way back in. So Joe Biden has this presidential intelligence advisory board. They're supposed to be intelligence pros who are independent and give him advice on intelligence matters. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, that may not be a bad idea. It's good for the president to get outside voices. So who does Joe Biden pick for the presidential intelligence advisory board? Jeremy Bash. You're saying, gosh, that name sounds a little bit familiar. Yes, if you're wondering who Jeremy Bash is, you can read the story in the Washington Examiner by Jerry Dunleavy. Bash is a former chief of staff for the CIA. He's a television commentator on a left-wing radical network. Uh, He is also one of the signatories for the left. That means someone who signed the document suggesting that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. It's on the presidential advisory board. Is that a reward, by the way? Has anyone asked that? I haven't heard that question out there, guys. Is that a reward? For using your title as the former chief of staff to the CIA to give the imprimatur of truth to this bogus memo that the authentic Hunter Biden laptop was, in fact, Russian disinformation. Was that a reward? Is anybody asking that? I'm just curious because that quid pro quo thing would be highly illegal. This is what we're dealing with. This is your government that you pay for, what you finance. Folks, it's out of control. We are in a really, really bad spot right now. If Donald Trump winds up winning in 2024, I think it's pretty likely he's going to run at this point. I think we all know that. I don't think that's breaking news. Step one, and I told him this and I'd say it again. Step one has to be a massive house cleaning of the federal government. 
The minute you fire someone and the left loses its mind, you fire a hundred more people. It is the only way. Personnel or policy. Policy isn't policy. Personnel or policy. And when the personnel are corrupted, the policy is irrelevant. By the way, for those of you who may have been under the mistaken belief, which I'm just going to disabuse you of right now, that the Ministry of Truth, the Disinformation Governance Board, disappeared. Well, the technical disinformation governance board may have disappeared, but Michael Benz has an amazing piece you really need to read. It's long, so I can't cover all of it. It's called Department of Homeland Censorship, How the DHS Sees Power Over Online Speech. Folks, just because the DHS's Ministry of Truth nominally disappeared doesn't mean the roles weren't taken on by other entities in the DHS. This piece by Michael Benz is incredible. It describes the entire chronology of how DHS is now working with private actors, which they can't do, to censor political speech they don't like. They can't do. The government, can, there is established, strong, solid, vigorous case law on this. The government cannot deputize people to do what it can't do. I'll give you an example for dopey liberals out there, and there are a lot of dumb liberals out there, so listen up. I'm pro-life. If I am president of the United States, I cannot sign or incentivize or do uh, or have Republican senators and congressmen write up a law that immunizes people who trespass into uh, abortion centers. I can't do that. I can't do it as a government. I can't walk in. If the abortion center, sadly, is I wish they weren't, but if it was legal, I can't go in there as a government entity and stand there and shut it down. I can't if it's legal. I can't. So because I can't do it, I can't deputize someone else to do it by proxy by immunizing them by law, saying if you trespass, you won't be prosecuted. I can't do that. No workaround? There's no, very good, Joe. No, Joe is citing, of course, Ron Klain. Yes. Because he knows because Ron Klain uh, was dumb enough, the president's chief of staff, to actually tweet about a workaround, to retweet a workaround. There are no, no, very good point, Joe. There are no constitutional workarounds. The government cannot censor speech. It can't, therefore, deputize private sector companies to do it. But as Michael Benz notes, the government is being really clever. We're going to disband the Ministry of Truth. No, 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 no. What they're doing now is they're using the label of cybersecurity to censor what they call domestic disinformation. He notes that the demise of the Ministry of Truth didn't uh, defeat it. We've only made it angry, surprised, and mildly inconvenienced at being forced to keep its clunky inefficiencies. Nothing about the Disinformation Governance Board termination has changed DHS's ongoing, ongoing domestic censorship operation or their future far-past Orwellian ambitions, which will elucidate over the course of this series. This article is really good. It describes how the DHS started uh, their role censoring online information, claiming it was going to be foreign, foreign-sourced information using the Russia probe. And then they morphed it after the disastrous Mueller hearing into a domestic disinformation thing. Meaning you. This is going on, folks, right now. And I just want you to understand, the government is more, if, if the government has a legitimate concern with domestic, what they call disinformation, that's fine. That's okay. What do you mean, Dan? It's okay. The government can put out, Joe, all the PSAs it wants. I'll give you an easy example. Yeah. You want to put out something that says, hey, crack is great for you. Smoke crack. That is actual disinformation. That's a lie. It could kill you, may very well kill you. And it's obviously really, really bad. The government is free to put out a thousand PSAs, Joe, saying something like, uh, here's your drugs. Here's your brain on drugs. Have they ever done that before? And then an egg in them. That'd be a good idea if they put the egg in the pan. Have you ever seen? Yeah, I think I saw oh, that. Oh, yeah. You remember? You don't remember that? I you do remember, remember that? that. Yes. No, okay. Good. For a second, you sounded confusing. Yeah. This is your brain. <laughs> You're free to put out all the PSAs you want. What the government can't do is censor information. If it's not illegal, they can't do it. Country's falling apart, man. Our constitution's being burned alive. It's just so disturbing to watch. All right, let me get to my next sponsor, and I want to get to the other side of this. Karine Jean-Pierre is really, really bad at this. And then the left inciting violence again 
getting caught and they're going to do the dipsy do flipperoo on us. Watch. You know, folks, I, I, I'm, I'm shame on me. I didn't, I just want to sum that last thing up. Yeah, I know thinks I'm spending too much time on this. I can already tell. I can feel it. I just want to sum that last article up because I did. I just want you to know the point of the whole thing is the Ministry of Truth might be nominally dead, but the Department of Homeland Security it was under is still doing exactly what the ministry did, telling private companies to censor information they don't like, period. Thank you. Moving on. Corinne Jean-Pierre is uniquely untalented at her job. We haven't seen anyone this bad at this position of being a press secretary in eons. She's just terrible. She can never answer a question. She's not quick on her feet. And when she's forced to answer a question and caught in kind of a squishy situation, she doesn't do the Jen Psaki where she just like returns a question with a question to kind of play her verbal games. Psaki was a liar, a, a, a bigger liar actually than Jean-Pierre, but she was at least a talented liar. Jean-Pierre's not even good at that. She is really terrible at this. Here she's asked a pretty common sense question by Peter Ducey at Fox. He said, hey, listen, one of the greatest tennis players in the world, Novak Djokovic, right, who is a unbelievably talented athlete at the peak of his athletic career. In other words, a super healthy young man, right? He can't come in to play tennis at the U.S. Open because he's not vaccinated. And yet millions of people can walk across the border not vaccinated. Watch Kareem jump here. Just lie straight to your face. This goes, this is what the third world looks like because they know the media will not call them out outside of Fox. Check this out. Somebody unvaccinated comes over on a plane. You say that's not okay. Somebody walks into Texas or Arizona unvaccinated. They're allowed to stay. But, Why? But that's not how it works. Yeah, like we actually, no. I know that that's not what you guys want to happen, but that is what, what has happened. But that's not, it's not like somebody walks over and <laughs> that's not, that's, that's not how. exactly what's happening. We, well. Thousands of people are walking in a day. Some of them turn themselves over. Some of them are caught. Tens of thousands a week are not. That is what is happening. She's just lying to your face, folks. Now, forgive me for the audio-only listeners, but I'll walk you through this. I want to show you something. This is video from Fox's Bill Malugin, who is at the border often. It's a video, folks. No one's questioning the authenticity of the video. It's real. He's a reporter. He's not an opinion guy. Again, it is actual people illegally entering the country on foot, walking in, many of whom, by simple math, are not vaccinated. Just walking in. Here it is right here. You can see it yourself. We're not making any of this up. There you go. There's Bill Malugin. There's people. What would you see, say, hundreds of people there? I mean, you can see right there. I mean, the line goes on and on and on. They're just lying to your face. You understand they don't care? This is what the third world looks like. When politicians in charge understand they've got a corrupt group of useful idiots in the media that'll help them lie to you, they have no fear of any repercussions. Which, by the way, unintentionally, and intended that way, but segues into my next story. Folks, the left is inciting violence again. Uh, they're up to it again. The left has a love affair with violence. The way they hide it is they get useful idiots in the media to cover for them, like I just said. The left gets to incite violence, and the useful idiots in the media flip the script and blame the violence on us thinking we're going to stop calling them out because they're embarrassed and horrified that we know who they really are. Inciting violence is the left's game. I want to show you what I mean. Joe Biden gave a speech the other day, and in one of the most disgusting moments in presidential history, this filth of a human being, Joe Biden, filth, filth, a zero character, zero dignity human being, corrupt, lying plagiarist, and a racist too, I might add, I'm, the evidence of that is crystal clear. I put it out the other day. The evidence is everywhere. The most failed human being to ever, ever enter the White House thought it was a good idea. You think that was an intro there? Gives a speech the other day and decides he's going to call the MAGA movement, Make America Great Again, a group of semi-fascists. Now, how you're a semi-fascist, I don't know. My guess is he's giving himself room, Joe, to up the ante later. He needs a little wiggle room. Okay. Now he'll call you semi-fascist. No, I, I, I'm dead serious. I think it's gonna get, he's yeah. going to give it like six weeks or so right before the election, and then he's going to upgrade to full-grown fascist. Uh, he's got to give it like some wiggle room here. So this uh, Brendan Leslie on Twitter noted something interesting. 
This appeared at the Seminole County GOP office. They spray painted on their window, eat S word, fascist, with a, uh, a uh, anarchy A there. Below. Now, again, you know, I, I, unlike the left that falls for everything, could this be some kind of setup? It could. Uh, I, you know, I always put that out there in advance. But that, that's interesting that that appeared. It seems likely that it was an attack on the Republican office in the Seminole County, Florida GOP. So it's clear to me by the left's own rules, guys, am I missing something? That the left clearly incited violence. Someone interested in violence and criminality, graffiti on a Republican office, appears to have been inspired by the President of the United States' own words about roughly 45% of the U.S. population. And nobody thinks this is a problem? Of course, by their own rules, the President was inciting violence. But here's the thing. It's not just the President. This disgrace of a human being inciting violence against MAGA move, the MAGA movement and Trump supporters. You have other losers, like the Democrat nominee for governor, a spray tan guy, Charlie Chris, a guy who was a Democrat and independent uh, and a Republican in the past, a guy who will do anything to get elected. Because again, like Joe Biden, a man with no personal dignity at all. Um, nobody likes this guy. Here's Charlie Chris agreeing on, I believe, an MSNBC show that, yeah, you know what? He's speaking the truth, Biden, about the fascists there. Check this out. What do you think about the president calling millions of Americans semi-fascist? Listen, he's got to express and be honest about what he feels in his heart and his soul. And I think that's probably exactly what he did. That was CNN. What's, I mean, at this point, what's the difference? That's Charlie Chris, a Democrat nominee for governor in one of the country's largest states, Florida. Saying Biden calling people fascist, semi-fascist, was speaking the truth. Now, you would think fact checkers would go and check that. We are obviously, uh, this is obviously an insult, obviously false. But no, of course, the fact checkers are too busy kissing their own asses. A bunch of fake, phony frauds like Bill D. McCarthy and Lewis Jacobson and Jacob Reyes and all these other losers, Tom Kircher. You think you want to fact check that? Again, in case you think any of this was a mistake, this, uh, this is MSNBC, right? This next one. Here is a commentator on MSNBC. Not only doubling down on Mehdi Hassan's show, but taking it to the next level. Oh, yeah, yeah, fascist, 100%. They nailed it here. Listen to this. I think it's perfect. I think it's justified. Now, the semi is that, you know, today the fascism or authoritarianism doesn't work the same way. There's rarely a shutdown of all other parties and a shutdown of all other media. Today, you keep elections and then you, you fix them like Viktor Orban does in Hungary. But it's it's out of the question that, you know, Trump absolutely takes many, many things from fascism, from the leader cult to the loyalty oaths to now, you know, the uh, solicitation of violence and considering violence as an acceptable way of doing politics. And, and that's why Trump's in my book in the first place, uh, you know, Mussolini on one end and Trump on the other end, because there's so much continuity in the things that that he does. Do you see the litany of lunatics we put in the show today? Man. Stroke, these FBI folks, this woman, Charlie Chris, these people are crazy. Trump takes his cues from fascists. What, the tax cuts? Giving you back more of your money? Well, that's a power grab if I ever saw it. Here's your money back so we can't spend it? Wait, was it his effort to, uh, the, to give uh, Americans school choice by vocally supporting school choice? You go to the school, your choice, not the government's choice. That's evidence of fascism that I missed that. You mean is, is, is effort at, by the way, criminal justice reform, which I didn't even agree with, by the way, to let people out of jail early and not keep them under government control. I didn't even agree with it. That's evidence of fascism. Cause Joe, you're a student of history. Joe likes history yeah. a lot. Gee too. Um, it, it call me crazy, but fascists prefer the people in the jails, right? Not, not a, not a, not outside. Right. Just, yeah. They right. want to okay, get the troublemakers um, in jail. <laughs> right yeah. Behind the bar. I had to check. Joe's an expert. I just, uh, so you see how crazy these people are? They are inciting violence by their own, by their own series of edicts and rules against us. There is zero doubt about that anymore. How do they hide it? They hide it by trying to flip the script on us. Let's look at the definition of fascism first. Went to Merriam-Webster, which is, you know, another joke of a site. But nonetheless, we'll check it out. A political philosophy movement or regime 
that exalts nation and often race above the individual and that stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader, severe economic and social regimentation, and forcible suppression of the opposition. Forcible suppression of the opposition. My gosh, that sounds like Joe Biden and the FBI. That's so weird. So strange. Now, the little dipsy-do flipperoo trick they do, and the great one, Mark Levin, will be on my radio show later today, which I am ecstatic about. He is the uh, greatest broadcaster alive right now in the radio business. He is a friend and a mentor. He's going to be on my radio show later today. It's on from 12 to 3. I believe he's on at 2P, uh, but it's going to be just incredible. Him and I were both mentioned in this piece. I want to show you how the flipperoo works. How the left unquestionably incites violence. You see those MAGA guys? They're fascists. A fascist is a threat, an existential threat to your life. They use nationalism and racism to suppress and jail, imprison, and maybe kill you. So the only response to that for the left is, of course, violence. That's how you get the spray paint people on the GOP office. Now, in order to hide what they're doing, incentivizing violence against Republicans, what the media does is they turn it around and pretend you, follow me here, that us, me and Mark Levin, exposing what they're doing is in fact inciting violence. If you're confused, don't be. This is, I'll show you, you know what, let me get to that. I'll show you what I mean in a minute. How this horrible, awful human being at the New York Times, Davy Alba, how she did exactly this. When we covered word for word what the left was up to before the 2020 election. Don't miss this. It's important. Most important story of the show. So they're inciting violence and they're going to hide it by claiming we're inciting violence by exposing their incitements to violence. It's, it's, the, it's the craziest thing I have ever seen. And what they think they're doing is by accusing us of inciting violence for exposing them. They think they're going to frighten us into submission, which is freaking hilarious because then I double and triple down. So this New York Times reporter, Davy Alba, you can see her hair. She claims to be a technology reporter covering online disinformation. There's that word again, Joe. Covered that before with the DHS and global and its global harms. Davy Alba is, in fact, globally harming us with constant streams of disinformation, as evidenced by this New York Times hit piece she wrote a while ago about me and Mark Levin. You watch. We just exposed Joe Biden inciting violence, calling us fascists. They will flip the script and say something else. Remember the uh, Transition Integrity Project? Long and short of it is it was a Democrat, largely Democrat-led group. Before the 2020 election, they were calling for street fights, a street fight over the election. I'll yes, show you in a yes, minute. Yes, yes. Remember that? Me and Mark Levin and Michael Anton expose this thing. Anton wrote a piece on it. Me and Mark Levin talked about it on the radio. We're like, holy Moses, these Democrats aren't even kidding anymore, folks. Look at this. They're calling for like a coup here. They're writing about street fights in the street. Me and Levin were like, this is violence. It's unacceptable. Incredibly, this dipwad, Davey Alba, writes this piece. Riled up. Misinformation stokes calls for violence on election day. You would think the article would be about the Transition Integrity Project. No, the article's about us. Davey Alba, for just over 11 minutes, Mr. Bongino talked about how bipartisan election experts who had met in June to plan for what might happen after people vote were actually holding exercises for such a coup to support his baseless, baseless claim, Joe. He twisted the group's words to fit his meaning. This is, this is the filth Davey Alba is. I mean, an embarrassment to humankind and journalism everywhere. We twisted their words. Here are their actual words. And by the way, for this loser zero, Davey Alba, again, because this piece is so disgusting, I'm embarrassed for anyone who knows you or lays claim to you. I will put the actual link to their own report so you can read it. It's called journalism, you dunce. Do it sometime, even late. Maybe correct your piece. Here, Transition Integrity Project. <sighs> so crazy. They note that everywhere they're talking about protecting uh, the, uh, the, the legitimacy of the elections. Oh, here it goes. Uh, here's one of the bullet points. Planners need to take seriously for the notion that this may be a street fight. Now, hold on. Before I go on, they put a comma after that. This is their exact words. 
You may be thinking to yourself, okay, they're just using street fight as some kind of like silly euphemism for something else. Oh, look at Guy highlighted. Thank you. No, no, no. I'll read it again now and I'll read the rest of it in case you think that they're just joking around. Planners need to take seriously the notion that this may, be a, may well be a street fight, not a, not a legal battle. Technocratic solutions, courts, and a reliance on elites observing norms are not the answer here. They just wrote it out. We are not talking about legal stuff, technocratic solutions, the courts, or elites observing any norms. They quote, that is not the answer. It may well be a street fight. This is this idiot, Davy Alba, who we, this is what me and Levin did. We said, be careful. Do not get baited into this violence stuff. The left is actively calling for violence and a street fight. This group, this was a leftist anti-Trump group. Let's not make any mistake. Don't believe her BS. And what does she do? She flips it on us. They're going to do this again. You watch. As the left's calls for violence get more and more passionate and Joe Biden incites violence against conservatives and you become under attack because people think you're fascist. Dunces like this idiot Davy Alba are going to write more pieces like this. And then she gets, because she's such a coward loser, she gets one. Did I ever tell you this, Joe? One of her buddies at the New York Times calls me yeah. and it's like, Dan, you're focusing on Davy Alba calling you a conspiracy theorist, misinformation specialist, has people sending her nasty emails. Are you effing kidding me, you dipwad? You write a lying, slanderous piece about me trying to prevent violence, and then you're bitching and whining to your opponent, you wussbag, because you get feedback you don't like? Get the fuck out of here, man. Pathetic. You're inciting violence. You, by covering up other people's open calls for violence. You're doing it. And you know it. Useful freaking idiots, man. Every time. All right. Um, you know what? Can we skip ahead to Fetterman? Listen, I'm sorry, but I become obsessed with this race. The Dr. Oz Fetterman race. I just, I can't. I just can't. I need a little bit of a lighter note here. I mean, it's serious stuff, but John Fetterman, the Democrat nominee for Senate in Pennsylvania, is easily the worst candidate I have ever seen for public office. He is a mound of sloppiness like I've never seen. The dude has never had a real job. Never, I mean, outside of politics. Daddy supported him his entire life. He's a total wuss bag, so much so. I don't know if you ever, do you ever see this story? You know, in 2013, he pulled out a shotgun on an unarmed black jogger. What? Fetterman. Now, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's in National Review. Huh. You can read the piece. Yeah. Who among us is not? They're joking with the headline. Who among us hasn't chased down an unarmed black jogger with a shotgun? That was Fetterman. Man of the people. Man of the people. So Fetterman appears to be a hardcore racist. How about you, Joe? I, I'm not in the habit of chasing down any, forget about <laughs> no. your race, unarmed people with a shotgun. I, I, I don't know. I don't do, apparently Fetterman does. Fetterman, who's, he's a communist, an open communist, who's never had a job. How this guy's polling above 5% is astonishing. And the funniest part of all, he's trying to paint Oz as the elitist. Regardless of your feelings about Oz, Oz is shaping it up here. Guy went to medical school. Ran a really popular television show. Guy worked his way up. Worked his entire life. What has Fetterman done? He bought a Carhartt thing and he tells you he's a man of the people. Do you understand this loser has never had a job in his life? You're out there. Think about this. You're out there in a fracking field in Pennsylvania. I was out there. I did, I did a um, externship for my MBA program with a natural gas company. I won't tell you which one because you'll try to burn everything down. I was out there in the field. These guys are busting their ass. Imagine this loser shows up telling you he's one of them in his Carhartt thing. He's never worked a day in his life. This guy doesn't deserve to be among you. He hasn't earned it. At least Oz worked for a living. He was a doctor. Here's Fetterman again, the worst candidate in America. Again, a total racist at this point. I mean, it's appears clear as day. It, 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 the, the evidence is right in front of you. Here he is again, implying with voter ID that black people you know, one of them that he chased down, according to these allegations, with a shotgun. 
Here's Fetterman claiming black people, you're just not smart enough to get IDs, which is what a communist who's never had a job would say. Check this out. In my own state, they are going to pass, uh, attempt to pass a, a constitutional amendment, making sure that universal voting ID for every time you vote, not just when you sign up to vote, but every time you vote, because they understand that at any given time, there's tens of thousands of Pennsylvanians who typically typically are on the uh, are on the, the poor side and, and are people of color that are less likely to have their ID at any one given time. They're less likely. So people of color. Why? why someone asked Fetterman why? You know what? We got time. Let's get that a student loan block. But let's get that out quick. But. Someone asked Fetterman why that is. Well, why did you chase an unarmed black man down with a shotgun? And why do you believe he probably didn't have ID on him either? That's because you're a racist. That's why. By definition. I just want to wrap the show up with these two things. You think the student loan story is bad? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, amazingly, it gets worse. Did you know this now that, it, you know, loan forgiveness anywhere else in the economy would be treated as income? If I give Joe a loan for $10,000, right? Joe doesn't pay it back. Joe's going to have to eventually claim that as income and pay taxes. Right. I gave him the money. Joe never paid it back. Not the student loan forgiveness, air quotes, program. Liz Warren and her buddy, Bob Menendez, thought it was a great idea to say, not only are we going to have other taxpayers pay your student loans because you don't want to pay them, but you get the tax write-off as well. We're not even going to make you pay taxes on them. What a deal. What a deal. Wall Street Journal piece, a student loan forgiveness bonus. Gets worse. Yes, yeah, it gets worse. Just a news story, too. Not only that, it's just a news story. Even if you paid your student loan, the administration, AOC and all of them, are reaching out now saying you may get refunds. You can get a refund for payments you made. So now people made their loans, paid them off, and I have to give people money to give back payments they already made for their education? This is the John Fetterman government, a communist. This is when you've never worked a serious day in your life in a serious job. This is exactly what happens. Fetterman, worst candidate in the country, student loan program, a big you to America. All right. Thanks again for tuning in. Don't miss the great one. Mark Levin, uh, always an amazing interview on my show later. And please subscribe to the podcast. It helps us keep, uh, stay on the charts. We really appreciate it. It's, uh, we're available on Apple, Spotify, and of course at Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. See you on the radio show later. Thanks. You just heard Dan Bongino.